Welcome to the Truman Charities Podcast. I am Jamie Truman, your host. I'm the co-founder of Truman Charities. We're a 100% volunteer-based organization, and we've raised over $1.7 million since inception. I am going back to an interview that I did a year ago with the founder of Just Trying It, Molly Darby. In this episode, we talk about Molly's son, Ryan, that was diagnosed with leukemia and what inspired her to create Just Trying It and why she chose to make this a kids triathlon event. As you know, last year, Dominic participated in the Just Trying It triathlon for his first time. This year, he's at it again. We are doing another fundraiser for Just Trying It for his second triathlon, which will be on October 1st. We are having our fundraiser August 12th at the Truman House from 3 to 6 p.m. We are having Marazzi's fire oven pizza truck coming. And we're also going to have Clayboy's shaved ice and, of course, beverages for all. So if you are interested in coming to our fundraiser and helping out Dominic and, more importantly, helping out families with a child and treatment for pediatric cancer, please make sure to contact me, info at trumancharities.com. And I hope that you guys enjoy this conversation I had with Molly as much as I did. Hi, Molly. Thanks so much for coming on to talk with us. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Of course. So a lot of people that are listening may not know, but Molly, we have known each other for a very long time. So I met you when I met my husband, probably about 10 years I've known you. And you know my husband, Jerry, because Ryan and Zach, would they go to preschool together, right? Yes, they did. Yes. And since then, they've stayed friends and Zach has been huge. It's it's kind of been a family tradition, the just trying it. And he did just trying it all through until he aged out. And then this summer, he was helping Dominic train for his first Just Trying It triathlon. So, Which is awesome. I love that. Isn't that the cutest? It is. It's so fun. Just Trying It, the kids triathlon is huge around here. And honestly, it's just tradition for our family, but I think it is for so many others. So I think the first thing I want to talk about is how did this happen? Tell us the story behind Just Trying It. When Ryan was diagnosed, I was running triathlons with 13 other women. And we were swimming and biking and running. And when Ryan was diagnosed, they embraced us in like this giant hug and wanted to do something for us. And we had always wanted to put on a triathlon for our own kids. Between the 13 of us, we had about 25 kids. (laughs) So we thought, why not do one for the community? And they wanted to raise money for us. But we quickly realized that there were so many other people that needed so much more help. And we wanted to help them as well. So can we go back a little bit? You said that Ryan was diagnosed. Can you talk a little bit more about that? It was December 23rd, 2009. And while other families were preparing for the holidays, we were preparing for the fight of our life. Ryan had not been feeling well. And I had taken him to the doctor a couple times. And the last time I took him, I think the doctor thought I was crazy because I was like, he's just not, it's something was just off. Something was wrong. And um, he, I think was like, all right, crazy lady, I'm going to send you to have complete blood workup and a hip x-ray because his back had been bothering him. And I think the doctor thought it was the flu. So December 21st, we went and had all those tests run. 
And the doctor called me at 9.30 that night and said that he had talked to the head oncologist at Children's and the head oncologist at Georgetown. And they wanted to bring us in for more what they called academic blood work. I think they really just wanted to get us into the hospital because they knew something was wrong. So that was Monday, the 21st, the 22nd. We went down to Georgetown for the blood work. We went in the morning. We left. They called us and said that they wanted us to come back and to meet with the pediatric oncologist. And it's funny knowing now that Dr. Shad, who was Ryan's doctor, was not in clinic on Tuesdays. It was Wednesdays that were her days and we were there on a Tuesday. And she met with us and talked to us and said that she wanted to bring Ryan in for a bone marrow biopsy. And what she said was to rule everything out, you know, to make sure it wasn't what, you know, the worst that we thought. So we went back down to Georgetown on December 23rd and had a bone marrow biopsy and we didn't leave for three weeks. Oh, it was the worst and maybe not the best, but Brian would tell you the best Christmas present he got that year was chemotherapy, which is just sad in so many ways for a six-year-old boy to tell you that that was his best Christmas present. It was devastating. I mean, we had two other children that we were, you know, that were at home that we were preparing, you know, for the holidays for Christmas. And it was awful. We didn't know which end was up really because we were thrown into this new world of these crazy medical terms and these weird you know, names for medicines and everything that was happening was happening so fast. I mean, we were checked in December 23rd and Ryan had his first round of chemo that night. And how long did his treatment last? So Ryan was in treatment for three and a half years. Leukemia, standard of care uh, leukemia treatment. And he was diagnosed with acute lymphoblastic leukemia, which is ALL. And so it's three and a half years for boys and three years for girls. So when Ryan was going through this, and of course, the whole family was, when did you decide that you wanted to create something like just trying it? We were in the hospital on and off forever, but I think it was within that first three weeks the group that I had been training with, we called ourselves Just Try It, just T-R-I it. And one of the moms asked if for our spring race, we were getting ready to have shirts made, if we could change the name of the race from Just Try It to Just Trying It, like to support Ryan. I mean, thank goodness his name wasn't George because it actually just, it works really <laughs> well. So like I said, we had always wanted to to do a triathlon for our own kids. And when Ryan was diagnosed, everybody wanted to to help in some way. So we thought putting on the triathlon for the community, it really started as raising money. I think my friends wanted to raise money for us, which was amazing all in itself. But we were so fortunate both Ryan's dad and I are from here. Our parents were here. All of our friends were here. We had friends that were able to watch our children. My mom moved out of her house and moved in with us so that she could take care of the other two when I was going back and forth to the hospital and when Chris was working. Because Ryan had treatment at the beginning. It was five days a week. We had to be at Georgetown 
And that lasted for about two or three months. And then it was every other day. So it was like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we had to be at Georgetown. Um, and the, you know, the other kids had school and activities and we tried to keep their lives as normal as possible, but it was to say our lives were flipped upside down is sort of an understatement. Now, your mission, it says that you want to impact the lives of families whose children have been diagnosed with cancer with providing them with financial assistance. Did you notice when you were at the hospital, the struggles of other families? Yes. As I said, we were so very fortunate and we very quickly realized that so many other families didn't have what we had. They were driving two hours to get to Georgetown for treatment. They were single moms. The story that really um, hit home for me was when Ryan, and I always cry when I tell the story, so I'm sorry, um, when Ryan was in the hospital the first three weeks. You get to know a place pretty well when you're there 24-7. And there was a little girl down the hall who was probably between six to nine months old. And we noticed that her parents were not with her during the week, not because they didn't want to be there with her, but because they had to work to keep their insurance and to pay for her treatment. And that broke my heart to think that a parent can't be with their child when they need them the most. I wanted everything that we raised to go to that family. I wanted to help them concentrate on what really mattered. And that was the care of their child. You're going to make me cry. I know. I'm sorry. No. I, I, it's amazing when something terrible happens. You know, you can, like, I don't know if you do, but I can close my eyes and I can be back there like that. Like the smell of the hospital, the it's just so visceral for me. And it is, it brings back so many feelings and so many emotions. And it was awful. And if we can help one family, um, thank goodness we've helped a lot more. But if we can help one family not have to, you know, work when their child is sick, if we can have one family stay with their child and concentrate and focus on their child while they're in treatment, then we're successful. Then we are doing what we set out to do. Did that family inspire you in some sort of way to create the face of the race? Yes. So we have what we call stars and they are the children that are in treatment or have had been in treatment or some Unfortunately, it passed away. Some are, you know, like Ryan, thriving and nine years. Wow, nine years cancer-free. So we have stars and the children, the kids who do the triathlon, they pick a star or somebody and they race in honor of that person. So we have a face of the race in all of our races. And it's just, a, it's an honored star that shares their story and tells their story that, and that has been helped by just trying it. Obviously, you wanted to do a triathlon, but you have like a mini and a short and a long. And how did, just tell me a little bit about the details. When we started planning for the triathlon, we quickly realized that not everybody has the same skill sets. <laughs> but we didn't want the little kids not to be able to compete. And we wanted the big kids to be able to compete also, because it really is about creating empathy and 
the kids that can race are racing for the kids that can't race. So at a very young age, they're learning to do something for them, not just for themselves, but for somebody else. And I think that when we started it, we wanted it to be as inclusive as possible. Um, So we do have a mini course and the kids swim one length of the pool any way they want to. They can use a noodle, they can use a kickboard, you know, they sometimes are just sort of drug across the pool by the, <laughs> by the lifeguard that's in the pool helping. Um, and then we have some really competitive kids that are, you know, training and doing triathlons with their parents. So it's amazing. So um, their course is obviously longer. So we wanted it to be as competitive as possible for, for all age groups. Tell me about your favorite memory or experience that you've had. Oh my gosh. There are so many. Race day is the best day. I know you all have been there many times. The feeling and the energy and the excitement that happens on race day for me is not like anything else. It is, it's like, Christmas and Hanukkah, Thanksgiving and Easter and everything, you know, everything all rolled up into one. And it is just, it's amazing. It's positive. It is, you know, triathlons, you're not competing against anybody else. You're really just competing against yourself for a good time. So that makes it that much better to see those kids that are pushing and, you know, just digging in with all they have crossing the finish line. That is my favorite place to be. I love to be at the finish line and hand out medals to those kids that are exhausted and some cross the finish line like it was absolutely nothing. But it is, it's so great to see everybody there striving for one goal. And that is to help families of kids with cancer. And it is just, it's amazing. Race day is the best day. How does Ryan feel about the kids triathlon at first i don't think he was thrilled with it because he was like wait i have to do this <laughs> and he did he competed he actually loved it his brothers competed we had groups from school all his friends it was a lot of fun and he loves the fact his face is on shirts all over the <laughs> all over the country <laughs> So it's a lot of fun. And actually this year, it's kind of sad because this is the first triathlon in, this is our 13th triathlon at Landon in Bethesda. And it's the first one he won't be at because he's in, he's in college. He's in South Carolina. This will also be the first one that Zach is not at because he just went to college too. Yes, I know. It's, it's heartbreaking, but it's awesome at the same time, you know, because to think that, you know, Ryan is now nine years cancer-free is amazing. How does that feel? It feels great, but I will always be neurotic about that child. He will always, you know, if anything's ever wrong, I, I freak out a little bit, but it's great to know that he is healthy and happy and doing all the things a normal 19-year-old boy should be doing. Where do you see just trying it in the future? Oh, I would love to see just trying it everywhere. I would love to franchise it and have people in Indiana. You know, if 
a friend, son, or daughter was diagnosed with leukemia, or even if they weren't, even if they just want to help other families to give us a call and say, hey, how do we do this? I would love for it to be nationwide. It is hard to do because, you know, you need a pool. (laughs) There aren't very many places that have, you know, where you can swim, bike, and run in one place. So that makes it a little more difficult. But um, I would love... I would love for more people to get involved and to help the families that really need it because there's so much money that is that goes to research. I mean, like so much money that goes to research and just a tea tiny amount goes to the families that need it. And I mean, when your family is diagnosed, I mean, it's not just the child, it's the whole family. It's just, it can be so devastating. And I would love to help as many people as possible. When I was reading on your website, I was really taken back when you said that 71% of the just trying it patient families are living on a post-diagnosis income of less than $60,000 a year. It is. It's crazy to think. And so many, so many single parents, so many families that um, one parent has to quit their job because they can't keep their job and take their child to everything that they need to go to all the treatments, all the doctor's appointments. When you have cancer, you know, one thing goes wrong and you're back in the hospital and you're there for two days a week and you have other children and family. And it's, it's just, it is, it's completely overwhelming. And as you were saying, you were blessed because you had a community of people and a huge amount of family helping. So it must've been heartbreaking to see these other families that just didn't have that. It was, it was, you know, made us realize how very lucky we were, but it also made me realize that, you know, like we drive by two, three hospitals, I think, to get to Georgetown. And some people were driving two, three hours to get to Georgetown for treatment. I mean, all that gas, all that, you know, time in the car, away from your family, away from your job. It's, it's terrible. Let's talk about this coming up triathlon. Can you still register and how else can you help? Yes, absolutely. The race is the land and school in Bethesda. And you can go to our website, which is just tryan, T-R-Y-A-N, it.com and register. You can register to volunteer if you are 14 and above. If you're 6 to 14, you can register to race. And if you can't be there at all, we will take as much money as you would like to give us so that we can help as many families as we possibly can. And how can people follow Just Trying It? We are on all social media platforms. Most are justtryingit.com, but I think Instagram is just underscore try and underscore it on Instagram. I think (laughs) it's all on our website, which again is um, justtryingit.com. Before I let you go, is there anything that we haven't mentioned that you want to talk about? We actually just started something very exciting. We started what we are calling deep needs grants. And this is where we help a family for three to six months and we pay their mortgage because that is the number one thing that families need help with. We also pay for prescriptions and car insurance and childcare and food and anything that a family needs. But the major thing is their mortgage so they don't have to worry about, you know, where they're going to lay their heads. Um, So our deep needs grant um, will help a a family for three to six months. 
and we will cover the mortgage and then we give them an additional thousand dollars to cover whatever else they need. That's amazing. Yes. And for that family, for them not to have to worry about paying their mortgage, that's one less thing they have to worry about because I know (laughs) that they are worrying about so many other things. Well, Molly, thank you so much for coming on to talk to us. And I cannot wait to see you in, I guess, about two weeks, I think. Yes. Thank you, Jamie, for having us. This has been great. Thanks. I'll see you soon. Take care. Happy training. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. If you liked this episode, please make sure to rate and review our podcast. That is how more people learn about the Truman Charities podcast and our organization. And to make sure you don't miss any of our future episodes, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you'd like to follow Truman Charities, you can follow us on Facebook at Truman Charities, Instagram at Jamie underscore Truman Charities, and check out our website, trumancharities.com.